Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and my new online and private Network for Rehab Pros, The Eclectic Approach. You can join that at modmt.com slash members. It's free and there's no creepy ads or tracking like normal social media. Anyway, an update to that leaving well enough alone lumbar case from a few weeks ago. I saw him about a week and a half later. After two days of continuously doing shift corrections He was able to fully stand upright. He went back to work in light duty two days after I saw him. I saw him on a Monday. He went back to work light duty on Wednesday. Every day he woke up with about uh, one or two out of ten pain. He was able to side glide and extend uh, and abolish that. But most mornings he woke up, again, on average one or two out of ten pain. So I saw him uh, the week after that, after about five straight days of doing that, still on light duty. And one of the more interesting things, I think, um, after checking his anterior tilt and side bending, flexion extension, pretty much all FN, uh, a little bit of stiffness. But in the past, he's had uh, marked asymmetry, which is why I think he had that history of shifting prior to that. He had been doing a lot of, uh, last time, um, two years ago, a lot of unilateral kettlebell carries, super clams to fatigue. Um, I just got him back to doing these things. So we measured with the ActiForce 2, uh, the new handheld dynamometer that I'm selling. And again, not to promote this, um, just to make this all about that product. But the things I've been finding with that are really interesting because in general, again, there's not a lot of research on handheld dynamometry. But overall, it's been said that if there's a greater than 10% difference, that could be significant. And I think you know, a lot of people who, especially who are strong, who do construction or who are athletes or something like that, you may not be able to necessarily tell the difference between whatever your subjective objective four plus out of five to five out of five is. Like, what's the difference between testing super strong and almost unbreakable versus you can't break someone on one side and you can't break them on the other side, yet one side is clearly stronger. Are they both a five? You know, that's that's really not necessarily um, applicable. So the good thing about this is that, again, you can measure five, five second hold, 10 second hold. I usually do five second hold and it measures average force and peak force. So there was definitely significant asymmetries in his hip extension strength, his hip flexion strength, and particularly um, trunk rotation strength as well. So um, it's also been suggested in recent McKenzie literature that tr- thoracic rotation asymmetries can potentially lead to ipsilateral shifts which he had first. So uh, when I checked this last time is actually what he, when he, he, he flared up. 
So even though I didn't check his trunk rotation still, because he was doing pretty well, like a 1 out of 2 out of 10, uh, at worst 0 out of 10 currently when I saw him, I did check his thoracic rotation strength. So if you imagine someone standing, doing kind of like a pal-off press, so standing with both arms forward, hands interclasped, I just had him push his forearm to the left, forearm to the right. To the left, he was significantly limited when I checked him last time, but that's what flared up his low back and led to another hour and a half of me trying to get him, you know, just feeling well enough to get off the table and, and, and out the door. Um, but to the right, he had signif significantly stronger, probably like a 20% deficit in strength uh, compared to the left. Left was 20% weaker. So, you know, giving him this uh, lateral chain stuff like I did last time, super clamps to fatigue, again, um, progressing to um, single leg bridges to fatigue, then going to deadlifts eventually, and now something new to work on, isometric trunk rotation and standing, and then again, eventually progressing to probably banded or cabled trunk resisted trunk rotation. These are all things that I think, again, with someone with a significant history of years of lateral shifts prior to seeing me two years ago, and again, this guy's only in his late 20s. Um, with addressing the lumbar loading and hip loading asymmetries, then I think we could hopefully prevent this. Uh, another thing I noticed that I didn't get to check last time is that he also had significant hip flexion and internal rotation, according to the clinical practice patterns. So after doing some corkscrew with an edge mobility band to his right hip, which was significantly limited in flexion and IR, that turned to FN or functional non-painful or within normal limits. I didn't really want to give him a reset for that, but I wanted to see if it would rapidly respond. I planned on addressing that later after he just did some stabilization and after he was zero out of 10 for several days and kind of back to normal flexion at work. Because uh, remember, he installs fences for a living. So I think the other main thing also that he really learned was that he has to break up his prolonged flexion and not do, you know, three to four hours of picking up sticks. I think he absolutely, if he's gone two years after having recurrent uh, lumbar lateral shifts for years uh, in his early to mid-20s, and he's gone two years now without having shifts, he can easily extend years into decades as long as he's responsible and no major trauma happens. So I hope you guys found this case insightful. Uh, maybe someday I will be back with Dr. Andrew Rothschild. I do have an interesting case that I'm saving for him because I want to hear his thoughts on it. Uh, but if you guys have any crazy physio failures or interesting cases, make sure you reach out to me. Hit me up on social media. Reach out via email so you can get on the podcast and tell your stories. And as always, you guys have a great day. Welcome to Untold Physio Stories podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your hosts, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. Topical analgesics help patients alleviate pain and reduce discomfort. I recommend and use Helix Professional Pain Relief Creams with my patients. Helix has three new creams they've added to their line of topical analgesics. Joining their pain relieving cream is Triactive Therapy Cream, CBD Therapy, and CBD Clinical Creams. 
My patients have been raving about these creams, and that's why I'm offering you an opportunity to try these in your practice. Email my exclusive promo code MMT2 to Helix at Helix4, the number four, pain.com to receive samples of these new professional pain relief creams and find a medical to supply distributor near you. You'll get a starter kit with several samples, patient information brochures, and it's a great way to help patients and grow your practice.